Do you wish there was a life insurance company that understood your unique needs as a ketogenic dieter? Well, let me introduce you to Health IQ. Go to healthiq.com slash low carb. Use the promo code low carb when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Health IQ uses science and data to secure the lowest rates on life insurance for health conscious people, including runners, cyclists, strength trainers, and yes, even you, the ketogenic dieter. 56% of Health IQ customers will save between 4 and 33% on life insurance, and these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. Just like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. Go to healthiq.com slash low-carb and be sure to mention the promo code low-carb when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Health IQ. Hey guys, I'm here today with the lovely, the talented, the nutritional therapy practitioner, her name, Christine Moore. What's up, Christine? Hey, hey. And today I wanted to bring you on because you learned all about healthy fats in your NTA training. And so today we have one such healthy fat. It's the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. Can you tell people why olive oil is such a healthy fat? Fats in general are healthy because we need them for healthy cell membranes to help absorb the fat-soluble vitamins A, D, E, and K. It's needed to help keep bile flowing so it doesn't get stagnant and cause stones. And it's needed for a healthy immune system. If we have a healthy balance of fats, we don't have an improper immune response. (laughs) Okay, that's all the boring stuff. But it also makes food taste amazing, right? It does make food taste very amazing. And what if you got a really quality bottle of olive oil that's worth about 40 bucks for one dollar would that be a cool deal that would be amazing well that's what you get at jimmyoliveoil.com you get a 39 dollar bottle for a buck so go there now that's jimmyoliveoil.com coming up in episode 1353 craig emmerich Connecting and educating and making the world a more informed and healthier place. You're listening to the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. You've helped change so many lives and give us all the courage to take on the rest of the world. This is the longest running health podcast on the air today. You've done so much to spread the word about how diet matters. Over 1,000 episodes strong and counting. The amount of lives that you've changed at this point is incalculable. And now, here's our host and international best-selling author you're like the LL Cool J of podcasting Jimmy Moore Hey, hey, guys, we're back here on the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. And today I'm very privileged to welcome to the podcast a gentleman by the name of Craig Emmerich. You may know that last name because his wife is Maria, the international best-selling author of a lot of ketogenic books. Well, guess what? Craig is behind a bunch of those, too. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But Craig uh, graduated in electrical engineering, has always had a systems approach to his work, And he has followed his wife, Maria, into the nutrition field and has since dedicated his time researching and looking at nutrition and biology from a systems perspective. And over the last eight years, he's worked with hundreds of clients alongside Maria to help them heal their bodies and lose weight, leveraging their biology to make it easy. He is here today because... 
he actually has gone into the dark side and joined us authors in writing a book. This book is called Keto, The Complete Guide to Success on the Keto Diet, Including Simplified Science and No-Cook Meal Plans. Craig, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jimmy. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man. I've known you for a few years, but obviously you're a lovely bride. I've known her yeah. for a little while and we wrote a book together. And the dirty little secret people don't know about Maria's books is there's a whole lot of Craig Emmerich behind the scenes <laughs> doing meal plans and, and some of that. Talk about what you've done for her books. Yeah, you know, we I, it's been growing and growing uh, this inputs that I do behind the scenes. You know, it started out... I would just, I was, uh, I'm the kind of the technical guy. So I was, you know, keeping our blog going, keeping, you know, websites up. And then as she did, got into cookbook writing, then I was kind of the behind the scenes support writing meal plans, getting the macros, (laughs) crunching the numbers, getting the macros to work out right. And then getting the nutritional info put on and all, all the recipes. And so kind of the behind the scenes work with that kind of stuff. And then as I was doing all that, you know, over the past five, six years, I've been studying nothing but nutrition and, and keto. So, you know, learned a lot that we put into this book. The interesting thing is you have this background in engineering, and, and I've talked very openly about how isn't it amazing that most of the nutritional health changes that are happening aren't coming from medical professionals or even dietitians and nutritionists. It's coming from people just like you, Craig, who come at this from a systems approach. Why do you think that is? You know, it is. It's, it's true. And you, you talk about, you know, people like Dave Feldman and what he's doing yes. with cholesterol. He's an engineer. Uh, Ivor Cummings, you know, he's an engineer. Yep. Marty Kendall's an engineer. All my you know, favorite it, people. <laughs> yeah, you know, and they're doing great work, and they're looking at root cause of disease, root root causes of issues, and how to reverse them. And I think that's kind of that men- engineering mindset of, you know, when I was an electrical engineer, if I had a chip and the output uh, was coming out of the chip wasn't right – I'm not going to put a Band-Aid on that output and try to fix the output to be right. I'm going to go back to the inputs and say, which of my inputs was wrong, right. causing my wrong output? And you look at healthcare today, that's what they're doing. They're saying, okay, you've got this output, this disease or problem. Let's put a Band-Aid on and give yes. you a pres- prescription to cover it up. And they're not going back to the root cause of these diseases and trying to reverse the root cause. But in the mainstream, I, I am very happy to see that keto has kind of penetrated and become now this very well-known diet, uh, most Googled search term of 2017 for diet, uh, not in any small part to uh, the influence that Maria's books have had on that as well. So, uh, you know, wh- what do you see happening in the culture? Are we actually moving towards people understanding this more or do you see this as a flash in the pan like what happened with paleo a few years back and it's starting to wane do you see this having legs i do because uh you know like our book i bring it all back to the science and it there's a strong root in science behind this and our how our biology works that makes this so successful for healing and for weight loss and and different things so you know it's got that basis. This isn't something pulled out of the air like right. a blue zone or, you know, like <laughs> this is a science-based approach, right? 
Oh, you're and, pushing on my hot buttons too. Uh, every time I see those things about the blue zones, I'm like, okay, that's good for those people that live there, but uh, come live in the real yeah. world of insulin resistance and I'll talk about blue zone. <laughs> exactly. And all the things they, you know, the activity levels they have and all this stuff. It, to even talk about diet kind of is uh, mushed up with everything else. But um, yeah, and so I think this is, you know, does have legs because it does help heal so many people you know we have so many clients that um come to us they get help and they heal and they're no longer on a dozen medications and prescriptions that they've been taking and so the the weight loss that they may get during the process is just kind of a bonus to the healing and to how amazing they feel Oh, my gosh. And you see it in the mainstream all the time. As of the recording of this, uh, there was a national uh, TV appearance by one of our fellow Victory Bell authors on the Today Show. And yeah, so Keto Karma was on there and they had Joy Bauer, the nutritionist, and she's talking about, oh, this is all great that this worked for you, Suzanne, but this is going to destroy your organs. And so this kind of negativity just persists out there in the mainstream. Do you think people are buying into that still or are they like, yeah? We're not believing that anymore. <laughs> I think it's less and less, but it is. I, I watched that and it, I was just, I so wanted to be in the room because I wanted to rip <laughs> that nutritionist apart with You facts. liar, you liar. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's this persistent fear of saturated fat, of cholesterol. Yeah. You know, you look at the first chapter in our book, I tried to break down, you know, you could write whole books about this, but break down some of the sources of this misconception and sadly you know it's as it is so many times follow the money it comes back to in the 70s uh the sugar industry much like the uh tobacco industry knew that their product was hurting people it was the main cause of coronary artery disease so they wanted to take the spotlight off themselves though and put it on fat and so they actually funded studies, shut down studies that showed the contrary, but t- poured tons of money into s- creating studies that pointed the finger at fat as the problem and got got it off of sugar. And, and oh my when, gosh, for the revel- sixty years, yeah, we've we've suffered because of it. The revelation last year that came out, I forget where it came, New York Times, wherever it was, and it revealed uh, these old papers that showed that some Harvard researchers were paid off to not yep. you know, highlight things that showed sugar in a bad light to the equivalent of today's money of $50,000. So, wow, yeah. how, how, how many yep. people's lives that, and how many billions upon billions of dollars in healthcare costs needlessly happened because of this squelching of the science? Exactly. And what was on, on that show today, what was her first thing she said about this diet? The saturated fat and cholesterol right. that is too high in the diet. And it, it's still there. And this is, you know, 60, 70 years that this has been in our society. And it's based on bad data that was influenced by you know, the sugar industry. (laughs) Well, and unfortunately it becomes a part of the nomenclature in our culture that, oh, well, fat automatically clogs your arteries. Fat automatically makes you fat. And so we have all these things that we quote, know inherently, Craig. And so people, you know, trying to get them to change their mind about something they are so sure about is almost like trying to say Hitler wasn't a bad guy. Yeah, exactly. And uh, have you seen this other thing that came out? It's like the 
the best diets of 2018. Oh, and yeah. Keto, keto's listed last. Oh, yeah. And, and the, the thing they ripped it on was that it was too restrictive. There are 12 <laughs> vegetarian diets listed above it. How Those is aren't it restrictive re- at all, are they? Removing all animal proteins more restrictive than this. Well, it's and and see, here's the thing about those annual lists. And of course, I, I rail against those every time I see them come out. And I've done it every year since 2005, 2006. So the funny thing about those lists is it's always based on the standard American healthy diet. So whatever the mm-hmm. USDA dietary guidelines come up with, that's the standard. Well, if keto came in last place on that standard, hallelujah, I want to eat keto. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, Whole30 was also down there. And uh, so, yeah, I, I don't ever worry yeah. about those things. But again, it's another part of our culture that every January we deal with this. And so exactly. it's good that we have people like yourself uh, out there, you know, writing books and trying to make this simple. I think when I started writing books for Victor Belt, it was all about I want to translate this science into easy to understand English. Some people say I too simplified it, and I've got others that say oh, this is too complex. I'm like, I can't make it any. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't make yeah. it any easier. So. What was your impetus for wanting to jump in as an author for the very first time? Well, you know, I started as an electrical engineer and um, I moved into product management and product management, you're kind of the owner of a product, like a CEO of a product. And to do it properly, you have to deeply understand the technology and what's going on, but then translate that into something that, you know, Ever, the, the lay person, the customer, the sales team can all understand. Um, so I developed that skill through a, about a dozen years in product management. Um, and I just applied that here. You know, I, I do go deep dives into the science. I read the studies and I do all that. But then when I put it in the book, I try to make it really easy to understand and just uh, logical uh, in the explanations and the graphs to make it really easy to digest. Oh my gosh. And every chapter is just another wealth of information. I mean, you get into the nitty gritty of how exactly the body works and why you lose weight on a ketogenic diet, how the blood sugar and insulin levels, uh, you know, come into mm-hmm. line, how to, you know, make your diet well formulated, all of these things and the impact on the various hormones. I mean, it really yeah. is a complete guide. You, you, your subtitle did a good job of explaining what this is. And, and I'm loving kind of seeing this systematic kind of breakdown. And so let's talk about something. Let's talk about type 2 diabetes, for example. So that's a common okay. disease a lot of people deal with. Uh, so talk about how you broke it down to make it easy for people to understand why keto helps with it. Yeah, you know, uh, this was a joint effort, Maria and I, where we tried to pull in all of our knowledge and information from 12 plus years of doing this uh, with clients. Uh, And, you know, she wrote the entire hormone chapter. I wrote the first four chapters. She she wrote the exercise because she's really, she has a degree in exercise physiology. She's an exercise fiend too. Every time I talk to her on the phone, she's on the treadmill talking. And so, yeah, hey, how you doing? And it's so funny. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, as far as, you know, diabetes, um, one of the things that's interesting, if you look at the science, uh, and this explains a lot of things about it as well. Um, 
diabetes or metabolic syndrome starts in the adipose site, in the fat storage site. Hmm. What happens is when those fat storage sites, when too many of them get overstuffed and inflamed, yeah. they start to reject insulin. Say, don't put any more fat in me. I am full. Um, that can happen if you have very little adipose sites. So you could be a lean person and still have diabetes. Is right? that the we, we see this. Yeah, you know, we see, we've seen clients that, you know, are 100 pounds and are extreme diabetics. Wow. And that, and that is why, because their body doesn't have a lot of adipose sites. And adipose sites, we know, you know, the fat, fat storage that we have in our bodies, a lot of it starts, starts when we're young. If we have, uh, we, we're able to make more when we're young. And so if you have more stored body fat when you're young, you have more sites to fill and thus can, you know, add more weight later in life than somebody who doesn't have a lot of adipocytes. And there's, it, there's a, it's not real settled in science whether you can, how much you can make later in life and all that, but it is known that um, you, once you get a majority of them that are overstuffed and inflamed, you become insulin resistant. And that can happen, again, for somebody's 100 pounds, and then that also explains how somebody could be, you know, 50 or 75 pounds overweight and yet not have insulin resistance because they have a lot of adipocytes and the majority of them are not overstuffed. So it, looking at that kind of root cause of metabolic syndrome can be very helpful in understanding how to reverse it. Interesting. So one of the age-old questions that I get asked quite a bit from people, especially since uh, I myself deal with this, is do you actually fully heal insulin resistance? Is it possible that there is a point of no return for some people, or do you believe keto and lifestyle things could improve that for good? You know, it, it depends on a lot of factors. You know, what I just described is one of the main factors that starts the process. There's also, you know, uh, glycation and, and um, those type of functions in the body that can yep. affect as well. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of things to unpack there. I do believe that, you know, we've seen it time and time again with clients that, you know, if they follow the lifestyle – and depending where they are on the spectrum of insulin resistance and diabetes, that we've seen a lot of clients not have to take their insulin anymore, get bat, get manageable blood sugar levels, uh, just sticking to the lifestyle. That's awesome. So let's talk about nutrient density, because I know this is a heart that mm -hmm. you and Maria both have when it comes to a ketogenic plan, because some people yeah. just say, well, let me keep the macros where they need to be for me and nutrient density be damned, basically. So why is yeah. nutrient density so important? Well, those micronutrients, you know, those vitamins and minerals, our body needs those to function properly. Uh, you need lots of uh, you know, good quality nutrients. And one of the things we, uh, in chapter eight, we wanted to unpack this though, because there's a misconception out there of what is a nutrient dense diet. You know, if you ask the layperson, you put a steak on a plate with a bunch of uh, vegetables and fruit, and you ask them where are all the nutrients coming from, yeah. they're going to point to the vegetables and the fruit. That's right. And yet, and yet, if you do the analysis and take a look at it, 
Meat is very high in nutrient density across the board of all these vitamins and minerals. Do they have and to be grass-fed? Um, that helps. That improves it. But, you know, beef by itself is inherently, you know, there. And we could talk about quality of the sources as Amino well. Acids, That's, yeah. Yeah, and the, the type of uh, omega-3s that are yep. in it with the grass-fed and whatnot. But the nu- the, the nutrient density of animal protein stacks up against kale, against blueberries, all these things we consider superfoods, and yet beef is higher across the board in most vitamins and minerals. And I think it's because of this, again, 60 years of vilifying uh, red meat as the problem or causing cancer or whatever with these flawed studies that if you don't get it from there, you gotta get it from something else. So you gotta get it from the fruits and vegetables. Um, and yet, in reality, the meat is where you're getting it. In 2017, I introduced you to the Real Good Pizza Company. Well, now they're back and they're called Real Good Foods with enchiladas. These enchiladas have only 2 grams of carbohydrates and 20 grams of protein. And they come in four different varieties, including beef, chicken, pork, and my favorite, cheese. They're grain-free and gluten-free and are super convenient as you can microwave them in just two minutes. These are available online with free two-day shipping. Head on over to realgoodfoods.com to see this delicious addition to the Real Good family of products. And be sure to use the coupon code JIMMY to get 10% off of your order. realgoodfoods.com are you frustrated with the breath ketone devices that are on the market today? Well, let me introduce you to the brand new Level Meter. It is a simple, comfortable meter that allows you unlimited measurements for up to two users. It coincides with an Android or an iOS app to both track and trend your breath ketone data. You get detailed results displayed in the app within 15 seconds, and the monthly sensor change and calibration ensure clinical accuracy on the device. The level meter also gives you a 24-hour snap of your wellness choices, and it's great to note that even if someone is not on a ketogenic diet, elevated fat metabolism will register on the level. Anything over 2 ppm is considered elevated fat metabolism. Now, I've been using this for a little while, and I think you're going to love it too. Go to levelnow.com, that's L-E-V-L-N-O-W.com to get your level today. Now you know. Are you looking for the perfect keto snack companion that really packs a punch? Then let me introduce you to G-R-A-P-O-W, Grapow. Visit JimmyLovesGrapow.com. Be sure to enter the coupon code Jimmy and you'll get 15% off of your order. Grapow is made with all natural high quality ingredients no gmos no soy no grains and no sugar it was developed by the ketogenic baking company a new food startup looking to support any and everybody looking to improve their quality of life whether it's low carb keto or just living an active lifestyle Grapal is unlike any ketogenic snack you've tried before. Once again, go to jimmylovesgrapal.com, enter the coupon code JIMMY at checkout, you'll get 15% off of your order. G-R-A-P-O-W, Grapal. 
So I know a lot of Maria's recipes have had vegetarian options for people wanting to do keto that don't eat meat. Is it possible to eat a healthy vegetarian and or vegan <laughs> ketogenic diet? Well, vegetarian and vegan, that's, uh, uh, there's a difference there, right? The vegans, is, yes. you're not going to have eggs, and that's a big one. Unless they're we like actually have, ovo, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we Maria's uh, new uh, cookbook that just came out, Dare, Easy Dairy-Free Keto, She we put uh, vegetarian meal plans in there. Yes. Because we know there are people who want to go that route, whether it's moral reasons or what whatever it is. Uh, but there's a lot of eggs in that meal plan because to get enough quality protein to stimulate muscle protein synthesis, so, you know, to maintain and build lean mass, the eggs are, if you're vegetarian, the eggs are basically the only place you're getting that because a lot of the proteins that come from plants are, um, they, they never, they're, they, like, for example, there's protein in wheat, Right. Right. It, the studies have shown the wheat protein never triggers muscle rebuild. So you can eat 500, you know, 200 grams of uh, wheat protein and you'll never build any muscle. What about pea protein? Um, you know, those, it varies uh, how bioavailable they are and how much it takes, but it, it becomes very hard being a vegetarian if you don't eat eggs to get those complete proteins to maintain your lean mass and that's why you see so many vegetarians lose lean mass over right. time yeah some of the uh, most famous ones online uh, thinking about the 30 bananas a day guy is pretty, mm -hmm. pretty kind of scrawny you don't see much muscle on his body yeah you don't you don't get enough uh, of the right amino acids to keep uh, maintaining lean mass yeah so let's get into some of the things that could be really practical information. Again, we're talking to Craig Emmerich here today about his new book uh, simply called Keto. And it gives you all of the ins and outs of doing a ketogenic diet uh, from the perspective of an engineer's mind, which I love. Uh, and so let's talk about some of the common mistakes that are made within the ketogenic community. And I know there's a whole bunch of them, but let's hit on like three biggies. Okay. So what, what's the first biggie that people make mistake? Um, let's see. Uh, for, for us, we count total carbs. Yes. Not that. Same here. And, and what that comes down to is two reasons. And we explain this in the book as well, why these two things are important. But uh, the first reason is that you can get into trouble counting net because there's things in certain products like inulins that are listed as fiber, but will increase your blood sugar. Yes. And so those kind of pre-packaged products and stuff out there can cause problems. The sugar alcohols um, is another one that, oh, you just, you know, eliminate the, those. Yeah. I'm like, eh, you might need to count some of those sugar alcohols too. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's one component of it. Uh, and then the other one is you just don't need that much fiber. Right. Um, and we, we talk about that a little bit in the book too of, you know, what's not also, again, back to common knowledge is that you need plant fiber to feed your gut flora is what, you know, is preached over and over in the community. But what isn't no, well known or preached is 
collagen is much better at feeding the gut flora than any plant fiber. So if you're getting collagen through your meals, whether it's, you know, eating ribs or chicken wings bone broth. or even, yeah, or bone broth or even adding, just adding collagen to your diet, yeah. you're feeding your gut flora much better than any plant. I did not know that. That's, that's good to know. So that's why we try to look at total carbs is to focus on making sure you're doing it right. Well, and one thing I tell people is just the only way to be intellectually honest about what your carb tolerance level is. If you're sitting here playing a math equation and you think you're getting 25 grams of net carbs and it's actually 45 and then you're not doing well and you, oh, my goodness, well, I need to go lower. And, and, and yeah. they just they're not being honest with themselves about the impact that those carbs that they're eliminating are actually having on them. Exactly. And then probably the second myth I would bring up would be, um, do you need to add carbs or carb up? For things oh, you don't like, like the thi- carb ups? <laughs> <laughs> for things like thyroid or hormones. Yes. And the problem is, you know, it's, again, not looking back at the science behind this. Uh, maybe it'll put a temporary Band-Aid on it, on the symptom. But as I quote in the book, Dr. Finney did a whole article on thyroid and how the body, the cells are actually, be- they become more sensitive to T3 hormone and yes. thus it needs less and i love his quote it's forcing the pancreas to make more insulin by eating more carbs clearly doesn't work well for type 2 diabetics (laughs) and forcing the thyroid to output more thyroid hormone by adding carbs is you know the same so so it's that sliding scale of what normal is under the guise of being a keto dieter as opposed to being a sugar burner exactly yeah and then probably the third uh, third one there's a controversial one here it comes Oh, you want me to do a controversial one? Yeah, it's da- dairy. <laughs> do dairy. <laughs> oh, dairy? That's the controversial uh, one that was in your book. I'm like, oh, you're going to make a lot of people's uh, keto hearts break <laughs> on that one. Well, I was going to actually bring up the uh, fat won't, eating fat won't break your fast. That one is another one because uh, there's some people that believe that oh, if you're in a fasting coffee. state yes. you can have a bulletproof coffee yes. and no don't do that guys <laughs> yeah well it, and in, the theory is because it won't raise insulin but that's what dave fat, asprey says yeah yeah i i have charts in here from studies that show that even fat will raise insulin it's far less than protein or carbs obviously it does raise insulin and will break your fast so yes. that's another one but yeah uh dairy is another one you know some people can do great on a keto lifestyle with dairy. Uh, we find that vast majority of people have some level of sensitivity to dairy or will just heal and lose weight better without dairy in their diet. You know, there's uh, about half of people that are sensitive to dairy are sensitive to lactose. The other half are sensitive to casein. Um, and so eliminating all the dairy just seems to help people uh, heal better, lower inflammation even more. Is there a test that people can run to see if they have those sensitivities? Or are you saying across the board, everybody should at least do it as a hack to see if they feel better and get results? I think everybody can try it to see if they feel better, see if they get better results. Um, A good way to kind of test is completely eliminate dairy. So that's 100%. You know, no, no butter, no cream, no cheese, um, nothing. And compl- eliminate it for, you know, two to four weeks. Then 
kind of test yourself. And what you do is you, you weigh yourself in the morning. You have just some cheese, a bunch of dairy that day. If the next day uh, you've gained weight, which is water retention, because um, you're not going to gain you know three, four, five pounds overnight if you eat relatively the same just with dairy. You've retained water because you're still sensitive to dairy. And we've actually had clients that were sensitive to dairy, and if they eliminate it and keep it out of their diet while going keto for you know a few months, can bring it back in without issue. So you know, there's some element of this where they can actually heal because they're you, in, in inside your intestines. There's villi, these like finger-like appendages, and at the end of the villi is where you process dairy. And the problem is, so many people are coming from a standard American diet where they've been eating grains and things, and those villi get damaged and kind of curl up, and so the tips can't process that dairy as well anymore. And so once you remove all the grains, go keto, a lot of times those villi will heal and then you can process dairy again. Hmm. Yeah, I'm currently on an egg abstention because I had a sensitivity test come back like Uh, five times off the charts high. And so I'm in month four of six months that I have committed to being off of them and then bring them back in slowly. My problem, Craig, is I have 14 beautiful chickens in my backyard. Oh, yeah. We have really high quality eggs. I'm really (laughs) missing those eggs. Yeah, that stinks. Yeah. So one really kind of cool part of your book is towards the end in chapter 12, when you have this whole checklist for accelerated healing. And and I loved that chapter, by the way, guys, get this book just for that chapter. It was it was so insightful. But you have a little portion in there about why weight loss gets harder for people. Uh, ostensibly as they get older, maybe you've been successful at losing weight on a ketogenic, low carb ketogenic diet. And now it's starting to come back on again. What's going on? Yeah, you know, our bodies go through a lot of changes as you age, of course. Um, There's things that can happen through, you know, years of maybe not eating right and putting loads on the liver and getting a tired, toxic liver is is one of the things that Maria discusses in that section. Yes. but yeah, there's a lot of things that can build up and, and, you know, your hormones shift as you age, especially in women when they go postmenopausal and, and even just the, 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 the act of uh, having their cycle burns calories. And when you stop having a cycle, that's, you know, that many less calories you're burning every month. And it, actually, if you do the math, it's a couple pounds a year that you're going to gain if you change nothing else. Wow. So, so there's a lot that changes as we age and we got to you know, adjust for that and, and, uh, try to reverse some of those things and help balance the hormones back out. Well, this lifestyle can help with that because cholesterol is one of the precursors to every hormone. Yeah. We make cholesterol makes all of our hormones and, you know, saturated fat helps as well. So, you know, eating more cholesterol and saturated fat helps you produce more healthy hormones. Absolutely. Well, I can't uh, end this show about your book uh, called Keto without talking about this whole idea of no-cook meal plans uh, because (laughs) I saw that and I went, wait a minute. What what do you mean? Like a bologna and cheese sandwich? What do you mean no-cook, Craig? Uh, So I started looking at the recipes. It's pretty innovative what you came up with. Yeah, you know, one of the things we always get with our other books is – 
is there a way to make it easier? <laughs> even easier, yeah. <laughs> even even easier. You know, we have a easy books, quick and easy books, but it's like, you know, the people, you know, like and some people they work, you know, like in healthcare where they're doing these very long shifts for three, you know, three or four days on and three or four days off. And so they don't have time to cook during those periods. And so we wanted to say, all right you don't have to cook, you know, there's hard boiled eggs in here. You can buy hard boiled eggs at the store already hard boiled and peeled. You know, all of the things in this plan we wanted to make where you can just assemble basically the ingredients and eat them. So you don't have to worry about cooking. <laughs> so that was a big, it, people really love the idea of that. I'm looking for Maria to write a whole book on no cook after after they see like a little sneak peek <laughs> in your book. They're going to want Maria to do a whole book on that. I, I see that in y'all's future, although every other like month, it seems like there's a new Maria Emmerich book. So. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I think we might be taking a little break. I was going to say, you guys have gone hardcore. How many with Victor Belt now? If you count the ketogenic cookbook? Oh, I is it seven? Eight, seven or eight? Yeah, I mean, it's getting up there. He stopped Maria counting in, after four. <laughs> yeah. If you count these two books, it's barely into 2018. If you count these two books that just came out, Maria had three, three years. We had five, five books in the past 12 months. <laughs> wow. We, yeah. She does nothing but cook and take photographs <laughs> well and see there's the thing she loves it and you support her and i think it's just such a beautiful thing and you know it's your fault Thanks. that my wife christine now wants to write a book so we just signed a contract to write a book together oh, that's great she's like craig did it with maria i need to do it with jimmy and so i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna take a little time off <laughs> good for you good for you i know during the the winter months y'all get the heck out of dodge out of wisconsin and so uh oh, avoid crazy. all that weather right now <laughs> don't even want to go outside right now exactly <laughs> well guys uh, again his name craig emmerich and we talked about his book here today keto the complete guide to success on the keto diet and you can find a link to it in the show notes section at the live show.com and you can connect with craig and maria at maria mindbodyhealth.com and craig it was such a pleasure to talk to you for the very first time i've talked to your lovely bride many times but Nice to have yeah. you here today on the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show. Thanks, Jimmy. Really appreciate it. Coming up next time on the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show, we'll have the author of a book entitled Keto for Cancer. Her name, Miriam Kalamian. Get show notes for today's episode at theliveinlowcarbshow.com. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review at iTunes. Thanks for listening to the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.